grab your big book, your pen, your highlighter, and notepad and get ready to hear and apply some of the solution from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous through the experience, strength, and hope of Nikki M. To have a question addressed in a future episode of Noodle It Out with Nikki, please send an email to noodlewithnikki at gmail.com and Nikki is spelled with two Ks. To get a more interactive experience with Nikki as she noodles out life and recovery questions using the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, you can get a link to her weekly Noodle It Out with Nikki meeting held live on Zoom every Monday morning at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. The information to that meeting is in the show notes of this podcast. God morning, God afternoon, and God evening to all. My name is Justin B, and I am a son of an all-powerful and all-loving God and a qualifying addict of multiple fellowships living in the miracle of recovery, and I am here with the intelligent agent, spearhead of God's ever-advancing creation, and my co-host, Nikki M. Nikki, how are you doing today? How are things going for you today? Things are great. I have no complaints. You know, I woke up in the obsession of gratitude. Uh, My mind can go AWOL. And which means I don't even know where my thoughts are. But if I bring it back into thank you, God, I love that prayer. You and I have talked about that before. It's like, just thank you, God. Thank you for everything. Right now, I'm just thankful that I made it to my boyfriends in Luxembourg because I'll be 50 in two days. So I have no complaints, Justin. The book says, I want to say this. It says, the greatest years of my existence lie ahead. I entered the rooms 11 years ago. I'm in a country that I have never even heard of a few years ago. So it's just like, you think big people. That's what I want to say. God is big. Get a big God because you can have any power you want in a 12-step program. And I, I created the biggest God in the world. Thanks, Justin. Love it. And happy birthday in two days. Excited for you to hit that big milestone. I'm not too, too far behind you. So... Old people unite, or middle-aged people, however we want to put it, right? (laughs) All right, here's a little bit about RICO-12. We at RICO-12 subscribe to the idea that in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous that rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. We also have the goal of reducing or eliminating the stigma of shame that accompanies addictions of all kinds, and we hope to educate many so that they can understand that addiction is a disease that can be treated and from which... A person can live a happy, joyous, and free life if they follow a few simple but not easy directions. And RICO 12 is a self-supporting service and appreciates donations to help us continue to share share this message of hope with as many people as can have the opportunity to hear it. If you feel like you want to donate, all of that information will be in the show notes of the podcast. Now, this is... (laughs) <laughs> this is uh, Noodle It Out with Nikki M, and it's an exercise and deep dive into finding solutions to questions, issues, and things we encounter in everyday life in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I'll bring a question or two from my own life, from the lives of people I work with in recovery, from other listening, from people listening audience uh, who send questions to noodlewithnikki at gmail.com. And we'll get to those questions, but uh, get your big book out and get ready to run around it and make some notes. Nikki, uh, the question for today that I'm going to start us off with is one that I've <laughs> I've heard in many different places in many different ways with people that I've worked with. I've actually heard it in my own life. I had this happen a couple of times early earlier on in my recovery, and hopefully, I uh, won't experience it again. But we'll see one day at a time. So here's here's the question: I've been in the rooms for over a year, and I'm sober, and I feel that I or I have been sober, and I feel that I'm living in the spiritual way of life. 
I recently had a slip thinking that I deserve just a little reward for my good work and everything that I've been doing. I'm shocked how quickly things went sideways. What do I do now? Okay, well, what do you do now is I want to ask this. Did you smash the idea that you're like other people or presently ever may be? That's what page 30 in our big book requires us to do. Let's just all turn to page 30, everybody. Uh, remember, we work out of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We use the fourth edition. And it says right here, it says, we learned that we had to fully concede to our innermost selves that we were, if you're an alcoholic, an addict, um, an obsessive thinker, we, we include everybody here. Whatever your addiction and affliction is, we'll take you. Did you concede to your innermost self? And that's every day. See, every day we have to do this. Why? The book clearly says we get a daily reprieve. We forget. I had a sponsor who says, I've got to forget her. I've got to forget her and then forget. So do you fully concede? And it says to your innermost self, are you telling your boss, oh, I have a problem or your wife, I'm an alcoholic. It says to yourself, like this is the first step. It says, this is the first step. The delusion, which is a lie that we are like other people presently or, or presently maybe has to be smashed. That means that if you think you're like anyone on the, this goes real deep, Justin, let's dive deep on this part. You have to smash the idea that you're like anyone. Oh, I'm an alcoholic. No, you are not like anyone on the planet, Nikki. You're, I'm, I'm an addict. No, you're not like anyone. You cannot do what other people do. Like the person who had a slip, it's like, now I know the person who had a slip, the, the question you're sharing. I know this person is not a fentanyl addict, but if this person has a slip, one grain of salt size of fentanyl will kill you. You're not coming back. You don't get a slip here. Oh, I'm just a sex and love addict. Oh, I'm just a food addict. Today I'll have a little sugar. I've been good for, I've lost a hundred pounds. I better, I better take that bite of cake on my birthday. Well, then you didn't smash the idea that you're like other people. Then I would go back and suggest, did you get armed with the facts about yourself? Did you get armed with the facts that um, you cannot differentiate the true from the false? That's in the doctor's opinion, XXVII. See, it says right here, they cannot after a time differentiate the true from the from the false. To them, their addict, their alcoholic life seems the only normal one. They're restless, irritable, and discontented unless they can, again, experience that sense of ease and comfort, that, that body allergy that comes from taking a few drinks, drugs, you know, acts, whatever that may be, food, gambling, sex, which they see others doing with impunity. I want to dive deeper. If you are really serious about working for God, you don't get to be in fear like other people. You know, I came here a little bit in fear because I'm traveling and I'm unvaccinated and all these other things that happen in the world. And I'm in a little bit of fear. I'm not allowed to be in fear. God is everything or God is nothing. Page 53. This is the decision we make every day. God is everything or God is nothing. We must choose this. So I see other people. Oh, they can, they can go out and have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I'm not like them. So to the person who had the slip, Let's go here, page 117. Let me get my finger. I brought a new book to Luxembourg because I didn't want to bring my big one. I'm, I travel with a carry-on these days. It's not fun to travel, people, because um, they lose your luggage. Here we go, Justin. 
It says right here, page 117, if you and your husband, well, I don't have a husband, but let's just put your sponsor or you and your fellows find a solution for the pressing problem of drinking, thinking, using any type of anything, substance, you of course are going to be very happy. That's probably what happened to our friend. They were very happy, but they're not reading their books and getting armed with the facts because it says all problems will not be solved at once. Seed, and I like to describe that as a mustard seed, has started to sprout in a new soil and growth has only just begun. And in spite of your newfound happiness, there's going to be ups and downs. Many of the old problems will still be with you. This is as it should be. So this person had a relapse. They had a slip and they didn't die. Do you know, they're very lucky that they made it back into the rooms. Number one, let's get real honest here. If you're listening and you think in 2023, you can just have a slip and it's going to work out like this person, you may not make it back into the rooms. This is serious stuff we're dealing with. There's some dangerous, not only drugs, Justin, I'm just talking about some of those acting out behaviors. If, if, if somebody goes out and has a slip with a stranger and they're married, you can imagine what kind of consequences these are going to, these are going to, um, have on the entire family. You know, this is, we're dealing with addiction in all forms. Page 116 says there's another paralyzing fear. My line out says relapse. You may be afraid you will lose your position. And I, I read this, Justin, you see how it's written like for the third person for it's, this is the chapter to the wives. I read it for myself, for me as the addict. I know you. Okay. So let me go back to here. You're thinking of the disgrace and the hard times, which will befall you and your family. This experience may have come to you. What experience? You mean the relapse, the slip? Or maybe it already happened several times. Here's your instruction, friend who's listening. If you've had your relapse or your slip, should it happen again, you are to regard your slip and your relapse in a different light. That's if you're alive. That's if you make it out alive, people. Maybe. It says maybe, but I don't like that word because I know that I've had a slip in my recovery. I've been here 11 years. And guess what? My relapse proved that's a fact, a blessing. See, it proves to be a blessing. It will convince me to stop thinking, acting out this crazy behavior forever. And now I know I can stop if I will, because I've had some sobriety time. If you've had sobriety time out there, people, you know you can stop if you will. What is will? If you're willing. Remember the essentials to recovery? Honest, open-mindedness and willingness, if you will. Here it says, time after time, this apparent calamity. What's a calamity? Well, how about this apparent relapse? This disaster has been a boon. Now, everyone remember, this book was written in 1939. A boon is a treasure. They actually have an AA dictionary. Go get it, people. Or if you're like me, Google it. <laughs> and a boon is a treasure. That's a promise. It opens up a path which leads to the discovery of God. I like to put in here to the deeper discovery of God, because if you've ever relapsed and come crawling back into the 12-step rooms, coming crawling back to your sponsor, crawling back into your home group, into your meeting, right? You're going to know that you're going to dive deep for God. And you know what's cool about this program, Justin? You know what our fellows say? Come back. I'm here. We want you. 
you, you're right where you need to be. We love you. No one is flogging you when you relapse. You are flogging yourself. So roll into page 87, 86, actually. Must not drift off. It says, let me get there too, Justin. I love this one because this is, oh, this is for instructions when we go to bed at night, Nikki. No, people, these are life instructions. It says right here, but we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. I'm no good. God doesn't love me. I'm awful. I did the wrong. No, you made a mistake. And if you have a loving and powerful God, Think about it, Justin. You're a parent and so am I. When our kids mess up and they have, do we flog them down and beat them? Or do we say, hey, it's okay. Come, let's talk about it. Let's make it better. I'm here to support you. Do we not all agree that this book says he is the father? We are his children. It says, the page 28 describes it as the loving, all-powerful hand of God. So my instruction to the relapser is must not drift off. And why don't you... Here it is. Let's go to page 133. I could go all day through this book. You know, I love to do the big book dance. Page 133, Justin says, when trouble comes. Well, let's just read the whole thing. Because to the relapser, to the person who had a slip, it says right here, we are sure God wants us happy, joyous, and free. Everybody, if you're listening from your car, your home, you're laying in your bed, are you sure God wants you to be happy, joyous, and free? Because Justin and I are sure. Sure means 100% convinced without a doubt. And then it says, we cannot subscribe to the belief that this life is a veil of tears, though it was once just that for many of us. We're not allowed to do that. We gave our life to God. Other people can drift off into morbid reflection. We don't get to do that. We work for God. But it is clear that we made our own misery. And how do I know that, Justin? I've done a thorough fourth step. I'm selfish. I'm self-seeking. I mean, you know my character defects. I made my own misery. God didn't do it. So I avoid the deliberate manufacturing of misery. And then here it says, but when trouble comes, I'm to cheerfully capitalize on it. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. It's an opportunity to demonstrate God's omnipotence. Thank you, God. Makes sense, Justin? It does. And thank you for, for running around that. I mean, there we went to a lot of different places there. You know, one of the phrases that I've actually said and I've heard uh, many times in the rooms was, you know, I know that I have another relapse in me. I know that I could go and and do these things, but I don't know if I have another recovery in me. And so I'm really trying to stay on this path and not um, try to uh, believe that I'm different than other people. I'm trying not to to edge towards, oh, I deserve a little reward here. But man, that's so hard to do when when things are going smoothly. Um, how do I avoid moving there when things are you know, when, when it feels like I am tiptoeing through the tulips and there's rainbows and butterflies everywhere, how do I continue to stay on the right path when things feel good? Oh, this is a great question. It says right here, Justin, everyone turn to page 130. See, this is what you do on page 130. Those of us who have spent much time in the world of spiritual make-believe, see, line out says, my line out says, I'm a hardcore fantasy addict. Like, well, my life should be like this. I should be, should be, the, the, you know, this is make-believe. We have eventually seen the childness, childness 
of it, the childlessness of it. You know, it's like for it's it's for babies, this fantasy make-believe. Here it is, this dream world. It's a dream world that we were living in, this fantasy addiction, my life should look like, has been replaced by a great sense of purpose. See, we have purpose now. Remember, we gave our life to God. Page 77 says our purpose is to serve God and God's people, full stop. It says it's accompanied by the consciousness of the power of God in our lives. We have come to believe He, God, the power, would like us to keep our head in the clouds with Him, but that our feet ought to be firmly planted on earth. That is where our fellow travelers are. That is where our work must be done. These are the realities for us. See, this is the reality for you and me, Justin. Our feet, we're soldiers of God. We have found nothing incompatible between a powerful spiritual experience and a life of sane and happy usefulness. So when people drift out, it's like, get out of that fantasy world. Wake yourself up. You gave your life to God. Roll into page 559 with me, Justin. This is why it's a magic book. This is the last paragraph in the stories. or the, Actually, it's the last paragraph of the big book, if you notice, 559. It says, above all, above all, we reject fantasizing. It doesn't say above all, reject drinking. It doesn't say above all, reject sex and love and food and gambling. It says reject fantasizing and accept reality. See, that's how we're going to get through this as we live in the great reality, which the book on page 55 says we find deep down inside of us, not in a quick slip of I need a human aid to make me feel better. I've been a good girl. I think I need that chocolate cake. Oh, you know, I've been loyal to my wife for seven years now. What if I just Oh, I just flirt with the girl at work, the new secretary, the 28-year-old secretary that just came in. Oh, I've been a good boy. I haven't looked at porn. Maybe I'll just take a sneak. You see where this goes, Justin. We don't get to do that anymore. We don't get those privileges because we've lost those privileges. If you even want to call them a privilege, I don't even know what to call it. I, 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 there's so many words I could go on about what that what that blotting out of the consciousness is. It's It's not even... God, I, I don't even know what the word is for it. It's it's not good. Nothing good from that, Justin. Living for God is where we go. Yeah, you know, one of the ways I, I look at that, what you were just describing there, Nikki, is, you know, living for God, the currency that I interact with, that I transact with is real, is, is, is meaningful, has weight. When um, in those places where I'm trying to make myself think that I'm like other people and doing these things, whether it be, like you said, you know, sex, alcohol, drugs, porn, whatever it may be, that's counterfeit um, currency that carries no weight. It does nothing. It's, it's, it's fake news as you know, you know, it's, 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 <laughs> but man, does it sure look that pile of counterfeit money looks great. <laughs> it absolutely does because we have been, I mean, here it is, page 13. This is what it is, Justin. This is this is where I've been sitting a lot lately. It's page 13. It says, I'm to test my thinking by my new God consciousness within. Common sense thus 
becomes uncommon sense. Common sense would thus become uncommon sense. So it's common sense for us to do these things, but it should be uncommon. It should be uncommon for us to, it needs to be uncommon for me. It's common sense for me to get off the plane and literally start bossing my boyfriend around about how our life should look because we've been dating for five years and where we're going and what we're doing. Common, uncommon sense for me is to trust God. Uncommon sense is for me to go, I trust an infinite God rather than my finite self. It's not common for me to give up my plans and designs. See, on page 63, Nikki M., that's me, people. I took a sincere position to be less and less interested in my own little plans and designs. But let me let me tattle on myself, Justin. I walked off the plane in Luxembourg and I had a whole bunch of plans and designs. Now, three days later, I'm back and centered to the fact that I'm to have no plans and designs, that I am page 68. Let's read it together. I love this page. Perhaps there is a better way. Justin and I know so. It says we think so, but I like to put I know so because Justin and I are now on a different basis. We're on the basis of trusting and relying upon God. We trust an infinite God rather than our finite self. I'm in the world to play the role God assigns. I came here thinking I'm to play the world uh, Mrs. Luxembourg, but I'm here to serve Mr. Luxembourg. Full stop. I'm here to serve all of you people. And it says right here, just to the extent that we do is we think he would have us and humbly rely upon him. Does God, the power enable us to match calamity with serenity. That's a big promise, isn't it? A massive promise. Everybody, I think this is a great place to to shut this one down. Come with us. Match that calamity with serenity. Trust that infinite God rather than finite selves. Um, Beautiful words, beautiful concept. Thanks for helping us noodle through the concept of a slip, a relapse, Nikki. Keep coming back, everybody. It works when I work it. So work it. You are worth it.